I want you to be the head of the Jewish people and future generations because I want you, because I see you're going to give it over to your children to mimic my midos. Wherever you get your podcasts from or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom Uvocho. In this week's Parsha Parshas Vayetze, I want to discuss this courageous act that Rachel Imenu did and what we can learn from her. And we'll start Kedarkeinu Bakodesh with two questions that we'll try to answer. Before we start with the questions, we have to make sure we're all up to par with what happened, and that is that Yaakov saw Rachel, he saw she was fit for him and he wanted to marry her and Rachel wanted to marry him. And hence he was willing to do whatever it takes to marry her. So he worked for seven years to her father Lavan. And after working in an unbelievable fashion, he was waiting to finally get Rachel and get married to her. But he knew Lavan was a very not, shall we say, honest person. And hence, to preempt him pulling a trick on him, he told Rachel, here, here are the simanim, signs to ensure that I know it's you and he won't do anything that will trick us, and please tell me them on the night of the wedding. And so too, that was the plan. There was one problem. Rachel Emenu, she couldn't take her sister being embarrassed, and hence, she gave over to her the simanim. And indeed, the trick was done, and Leah married Yaakov, and then he worked again for another seven years, and he received Rachel as a wife, just a week after. Question number two is the following. It's a bit weird that Yaakov was with Leah while he thought it was Rachel, which we know is not the best thing, and it's actually not so good at all. And yet still, Reuven came out of that uh, marriage, the first kid, Leah and Yaakov, came Reuven, as Yaakov says, that from his first seed already came out Reuven. And it's a bit odd that Hashem would set up the stage in such a way. You would think everything has to be the holiest way possible. It's such a kadosh act, such a holy act, you would expect everything to be perfect. So maybe it's not such a kasha, but it's definitely a question. And question number three, which I mentioned several years ago, it's a peladikazach, when you look to a, a different scene, when Yaakov already has a couple of kids, he has Leah as a wife, he has Rachel as a wife, and Rachel is walking in the fields and she sees Reuven, the oldest son, the Bechoyl, the son of Leah, taking from the field what is called as Dudaim. And she comes and tells Leah, please do me a favor. Please can I have a bit of these Dudaim for, for myself, from what your son collected from the field. And Leah gets very upset and she says to Rachel, is it not enough that you took my husband away from me? Now you want to take my son's Dudaim from me? Now that question begs itself. How in the world can, can Leah talk to Rachel in such a chutzpahdik way, number one. Stam, without any history. How can she speak like that? Leah is one of the imahois. How can it be that she speaks like that? Question number one. Number two, what do you mean? Rachel Imenu saved her. She could have said, I'm not giving you the signs. I'm not giving you the simanim. I'm getting married to Yaakov and tough luck. He wanted to marry me. But no, she was willing to go way beyond what a normal person would do. And she gave over the simanim just because she didn't want to embarrass her sister. And then Leah has the chutzpah to speak with such audacity to Rachel. I mean, Rachel's the one that got her this husband, Yaakov. And now only, she's upset at her for stealing her husband that she also married Yaakov. If it wasn't first, she wouldn't even be married to Yaakov. What's going on? So one answer you can iron, oh, Chaim HaKadosh. Yes, Leah was willing to to fight, she was willing to fight because 
She realized in Ruach HaKodesh, we're talking about the Helike Shvatim. She's not fighting as, on a selfish level for her, but rather to be Zoyche, to bring to Klal Yisrael the Kedusha of the Shvatim, the tribes. And it wasn't about her, it was about the bigger picture. Okay, that's answer number one. A different answer that we said a couple of years ago, I saw B'Shem of Pinkus, but I think earlier, earlier people say it, before him, it's a more de kezach, and it teaches, teaches us a huge lesson about chesed. An amazing way of doing chesed is to do it in a way that the other side doesn't even feel like he's getting anything. I'll give you an example. We all know that there's different levels of giving tzedakah. The most basic one, okay, is you give someone tzedakah, they see who gave it to them, and they realize, and you see who you gave it to, okay. The next level is that you give it to someone that you know who you're giving it to, but they don't know who they got it from. Uh, even higher level is when you give it to Kupa Shiltzdaka, you don't know who you're giving to, they don't know who they're getting from, they don't have to be embarrassed, and everything's great. But there's something that's even better than all that. And that is, instead of giving someone a fish, you teach him how to fish. You give him a profession. You ensure that he has the ability to produce his own parnasa. That's unbelievable. I'll call Panim back to us. Rochel was able to give over the simonim to Leah without her noticing that she got the simonim. And how is that possible? Because the Gemara teaches us that the simonim were the three halachas that are unique to women. And that is Afashas Chala, Hilchos Nida, and Hadlaka Saner, Nerus Shabbos. So she taught her this halacha, she, taught Leah Imenu, this, all these halachas, without telling her the simonim. And when Yaakov tested her, heard her, Please tell me the halachas that we learned. She was able to say it. So she didn't even chap that she was stealing. She didn't chap that she was stealing Yaakov. She really thought these were the simanim. She gave her the simanim. She didn't know it was simanim. She thought it was just regular halachas. And with that, we understand there's an, an amazing yesoid in chesed. The best way to do chesed is in a way the other person doesn't even feel like he's getting anything. And that's mamish doing chesed in its in its best, we'll call it. Based on this, obviously, there are answers also our other answer, uh, our other question. How can it be that Leah spoke in such a harsh way? <laughs> the answer is because she really believed she didn't get anything from Rachel. She didn't get anything from Rachel because Rachel did it in such an amazing way that she didn't even feel, Leah didn't even feel a tad bit of, wow, I got this from Rachel. That's an unbelievable way of doing chesed. Chesed, we know, is one of the Yud Gimel Midois, one of the attributes, the characteristics of Hashem's Midois. And that's why Hashem told Avram, I want you to be the head of the Jewish people and the future generations because I want you, because I see you're going to give it over to your children to mimic my Midois. Just like Hashem is full of chesed and rachum and chanun, we also have to do our best to, do, to be like that in the same way. But this year was mishadish to me another Mahalach. I would never say it on my own, but after I was zoichet to see it in the Ben Ishchai, I want to share it with you. It's a Mordek Evot that teaches us also about the importance of doing chesed, but for the right reason. So, in his Seifel, Od Yosef Chai in his drushes, the Ben Ishchai asks the same question, and he says the following. Leah saw that there is an opportunity over here for Rachel Imenu to do a very extreme courageous act, something that perhaps no one has done in history, not even the Avos. And that is to do chesed for the real, real reason of doing chesed. Just for the mere fact 
that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has this characteristic of chesed, and you want to do chesed, and it doesn't matter, not because you're expecting to get something back, not because it gives you a gishmak feeling, just because Hashem wants you to do chesed. And Leah knew that Rachel Imenu is doing it from the right place. And she realized that she gave over the simanim, we're not going like the previous malach, and she realized she was given the simanim, but she wanted to make it evident and put Rachel in the position that she will prove to everyone that she's doing chesed for the pure sake of chesed because Hashem told us to be, to, to act like his characteristics, like the Yudgimel Midois. And hence, she said, I know how desperate Rachel wants these dudaim. The Midrash tells us that dudaim are a sgula, if you eat those, to be able to become pregnant. And she was barren at the time. So she said, now is the best time to show everyone how unbelievable my sister is, Rachel. I'm going to speak to her harshly. And even though I know how badly she wants these dudaim, and even though I know she's the one that gave me the simanim, because I want to share with everyone the truth, that Rachel, the unbelievable Rachel, my sister, she was willing to give up and sacrifice getting the best husband for her, Yaakov, the Helige, Yaakov Avinu, and she was willing to give up on that, just not to embarrass me. And now I'm going to prove it to you that she's doing it only for the reason, because she knows that's what HaKadosh Buch wants her to be, to act in the Midois of HaKadosh Buch, to mimic them as much as possible. And hence, and hence, Leah decided, I am going to tell her, huh, not only did you steal my husband, now you want to steal these dudaim from me? And Rachel Bowles is her reply. You know what? You're absolutely right. So tonight, even though it was my turn to be with Yaakov, I'm going to give him over to you. That is unbelievable. That's what Leah was hoping to see Rachel answer. That proves to everyone how of a, how much of a tzaddikis, something that's mamish against the teva of a person to do, she was willing, she did straight away. And she showed everyone how she was doing chesed for the mere sake of chesed. With that, we can answer all our questions because we totally understand now the edge she had on the Avos. I don't even know if the Avos had such an opportunity to stand up to the plate for such a nisayun. But Rachel did because Leah set it up. And this is exactly, says the Ben Ishchai, why it had to be this way, that Kodesh set up the stage to be in a way that Yaakov will be with Leah and not Rachel, even though he thought it was Rachel, just to set up the stage so that we can get to this climax situation where Rachel proves to everyone and brings it into fruition that she's actually doing chesed only for one reason, because HaKadosh Bochu wants her to do chesed and he wants her to do the best, to be, to connect and follow in the footsteps of the Midois of HaKadosh Bochu. Just like HaKadosh Bochu works with Chesed, she did her best to do Chesed, and not for any other reason, but just for that. That is Chesed Lishma. That's a person that's over the Shem Lishma. And that was the edge she had over the Avos, that HaKadosh Bochu said, okay, wipe your tears away, I'm with you. You deserve to get credit for what you did. It was an awesome, unbelievable act. And Bishut, in the merits of that, I am going to save Am Yisrael from their enemies. How fitting is it during these times that we should also work on this midah of chesed, but chesed lishma, not so everyone will know that we were able to give tzitzis to the soldiers and not because everyone should know that we bought a pair of tefillin for the soldiers and we're making food and it's unbelievable what's being done, but we want to be like a Kodesh midos and try to emulate them as much as possible. And through that, Mirza Hashem will be Zoiche, just like Klalisar was Zoiche, Bischus Rochel, they'll be Zoiche, that all our enemies will fall 
in front of us. That will happen also. Bishut the chasadim that are being done right now. And it could be anything. It could be tefillin, tzitzis, food, saying tehillim. No one needs to know about it. You can say it in your own, for Amos, in your own house. Because it's not a matter of people knowing. It's not a matter of anything. It's just a matter of trying to emulate HaKadosh Buchus Midois. Yeratzon that will be able to do that and achieve this unbelievable level of doing chesed no matter what. Because that is what we know HaKadosh Buchu set up the world for us to do, to mimic HaKadosh Buchu's midas, to be an Oyved Hashem Ne'eman, without any external reason, but just for the sake of doing what HaKadosh Buchu asked us to do. The reason Hashem set up the stage over here, this world, as Mesilas Yishalim tells us, that we want to get Tzayda Ladev. And Bishchus Dat, Yimil Hashem, our enemies will fall in front of us, and it will be Convey to everyone Shakadush Buhu Melech Malhusoi Bekol Mashalo. Amen Vamin. Mirza Hashem, I will now say a short story that I think has a very strong effect. So I want to share with you the story about the Baal Stech Emed, who's a huge Talmud Chacham, wrote a lot, a lot of Sfarim, and he says the following about himself that one time he when he was younger, he wasn't such a Balkishon. So that's what he says about himself. And he was a very wor- hard-working avrech. He learned all day in the kolel. Some, some big vir said they can have their big house during the day to learn. And, and he was learning there all day. And there was a cleaning lady that came every day. And I guess because he worked so hard and he was really a big masmid and learned all the time. So unfortunately, one of the people over there wanted to get him in trouble we'll say, and he got the cleaning lady, he paid off the cleaning lady to say that this person was with her when no one knew, because you see, he started there early in the morning and he stayed the latest at night. And so too, this cleaning lady, quote-unquote, confessed that she was with him, doing not Sanua things, and the Rosh Kolar got really upset, needless to say, he had to leave, and he ran away from that place, and he said to himself, this is Nigzal Mishamayim, there's nothing I can do about it. It's unfortunately a very big Chilul Hashem, but it was planned in a very smart way, and as he came in, he started learning, and that morning, the clean lady came, and a couple minutes after, she started screaming and saying that he tried to touch her, etc., etc. After... Many months, the cleaning lady herself got a hold of him and said, Listen, I'm willing to go and tell everyone the truth, that it was all a setup, and please do me just one favor. Tell the gvir, the, the owner of the house, that he should hire me back. I'm really sorry what I did to you. At that point, the Balstechemed thought to himself, On the one hand, this is the moment I've been always waiting for, finally, to clean my name. Go back and no one would think anything bad of me. It's a huge chiloshem that happened. But then he said, Wait a second. I want, I'm living for a Kiddush Hashem. It doesn't matter about my name. What about a Kiddush Buhu's name? That's what's important here. And Hashem's name will be even worse. Because aside from the original Chilul Hashem that happened, now there'll be another Chilul Hashem. Because everyone will hear about this other Avrich that's set up for me incorrectly. And now he's going to come out as if he did something horrible which is the truth, but I prefer that not to come out. And hence, I made a decision. And that decision was that I went to the cleaning lady and I said, I'll help you get your job back. I'll do my best. But I am telling you right now, I'm forbidding you. Please do not tell anyone about the truth of what happened. I prefer not to to be let out. Which means he was willing to take the hit himself as long as HaKadosh Buhu's name will be better. And that was a huge act of Kiddush Hashem without anyone knowing except for the cleaning lady and him. And he said that the second after he took that decision, that night, he, he really felt 
that it was a total change in his life. And the next morning, he was able to reach heights in his learning that he had never imagined. And it totally changed him. Until that point, he just was a very hardworking person in his learning. But at that point, it was mamish, a game-changing event that I guess spiritually, Akarish Buhu opened up his mind and he was able to reach very high levels in learning. And that is what he believed totally made a change. Which by the way, logically, he says, you would have thought, Fakert, the opposite's gonna happen. I now have the worst name. And because of that, no one's ever gonna wanna listen to me. Who am I gonna learn with, etc., etc. But really what happened was the opposite, which is similar to what happened with Rachel Imenu. It's Dafka because she was willing to give up the Simanim and giving to the, giving them to Leah as long as Leah, her sister, doesn't get embarrassed. And through that, it looked like there was no choice she was going to marry Yaakov. She's giving it up to Leah. At the end of the day, not only was she Zoyche to marry Yaakov also, but through that act, there's a lot, a lot of reward all of Kali Sarla are getting thanks to her act. Including, as the Midrash says, the Midrash says that including the fact that she stopped being barren, she was able to have kids. So really, the fact that she gave the Simanim at the end of the day had a ripple effect that she got rewarded and exactly what she thought was never going to be able to happen, now it happened thanks to her amazing, courageous act. Have a good job. This concludes another episode of the Prism of Torah. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast and give a five-star rating. You can also find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts or our own website, prismofterror.com, where we have a full archive of all our past episodes. We would like to thank Yona Veffa for the recording equipment and Ellie Podcast Productions for handling all our post-podcast productions. Join us next week for another lightning conversation on the Prism of Terror.